Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Hello, and welcome to the X-Men Files. I'm Inessa. And I'm Brian. <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> We always start off. We always start off with a laugh from Inessa, <laughs> who's who's very very jolly. I am. I am jolly. This is our twenty second episode. Seriously, this is a lot of time, and uh, I don't want to say effort. No, a lot of time and effort, yeah. we'll say activity. <laughs> a lot of time and activity for for absolutely zero result. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm kind of impressed with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm weirdly proud we're, of. We're tenacious in her. Um, tenacious. That may be that may be a good word. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I might like that word. Okay. Um, how much you do until? I don't think we need any. This that's all the you yeah, do. We're done with the you do. Yeah, I mean nothing further. The you do is a done. Oh my god. <laughs> As is this line of humorous discourse no it's a runner trust it's it look it's a runner right. we already had the whole thing last week about how david letterman would do uh he had, he had these sort of ticks these the, these yeah. habits that he would get into time <clears throat> checking yep he interviewed the president and so did mark Marin, and i think that we could maybe get barack obama on our show in our closet <laughs> i don't know about it in our closet <laughs> I, I think that's unlikely <laughs> i mean I, he went in mark Marin's garage did, did you re- you listened to that episode, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and you heard about Marin describing like forty eight hours before they're going to record. <laughs> the Secret Service is there, basically locking down street, every yeah. element of Mark Marin's garage. <laughs> yes, that's unlikely to happen here. I think if we turn the ottoman sideways, he could fit right here in this little space. It's a I, walk-in I closet. I mean, it's... yeah, yeah. I, I I I had a nice little moment where I could just sort of like throw that away. Hey, maybe we'll get Obama to appear. I was gonna just like through Zencaster or something like that. And 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 as as unlikely as that is, I I don't even want to conjure an image of Barack closet. Obama in our closet. Yeah, that just would either. make me yeah. feel really sad. Yeah. I, I like him too much to, to subject him to that. Our closet's really actually pretty tidy as far as closets. I mean, go. as closets go, but yeah. he's probably used to better. Also, he's tall. Right. There are a lot of reasons why he would he would wonder who scheduled that afternoon for him if he if he's in our closet. Uh, I mean, we'd have to. Okay, I don't even want to. Okay. Anyway, I I can't believe that that you were outraged by the ado is it done, (laughs) and then and then make me think about Barack Obama in our closet. Our closet. I feel so ashamed. All right. Carry on with the recap. Save us. All right, the Uncanny X-Men issue 158 is called The Life That Late I Led. It was released in June of 1982. Yeah. In the last issue, the X-Men had defeated the Brood... Briefly, sorry. Um, Yes. All right, that look on your face means that I'm not going to insert my comment. (laughs) I'll come back to... Nope, nope. No, no, go ahead. Not going to do it. Seriously, go ahead. Nope. I'm going to feel self-conscious reading now. Nope, don't feel self-conscious. Make your comment. You're very pretty. (laughs) And you're smart. That's not what you were going to say. That's what I was going to say, and I said it now. In the last issue, the X-Men had defeated the Brood and Deathbird just in the nick of time, but Xavier was now catatonic. We open this issue on Magneto's Island with Carol Danvers sparring with Chad, Reza, and Lady 
Hespopa? Memzel Hepsaba. Memzel. Are you, you're reading Hepsaba. something that you wrote. I know. I just <laughs> was, looking? it was late and I didn't feel like looking cool. it up. Cool. All right. Uh, Memzel Hepsaba. I didn't actually mention her name. So yeah, I mean, that, whatever you put in there is not going to go through spell check. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Carol Danvers isn't a superhero anymore, which is, I guess, why she has time to const- constantly show up in X-Men plot lines. But she's still kicking ass. This is being watched by Peter Corbeau, who I'm not sure if we've seen before. We've seen Peter Corbeau actually a few times. We have. And he's a weird kind of presence. He, he needs to do something a little more memorable so I can remember he, him. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, in a different part of the island, Kitty is examining her uncomfortable feelings for Peter and wondering who she can discuss them with. She was happy when he was better than she was sad. She's confused. It's a confusing time. Corbeau, back to Danvers, tells Danvers that she is still superior to any human, but she is still mourning the loss of the even greater power she used to have. Moira shows up and joins the group at Xavier's bedside. Also, there are... Also there... (laughs) They usually have a thing, Moira and Professor X. (laughs) Are Lalandra, Oracle, Nightcrawler, Storm, and Wolverine. The Oracle mind probes Xavier and finds some bad shit, early dramatic (laughs) language, and cool art. Something about a duality of nature. Wolverine uses his claws to, quote, sever the energy link between them. I thought psionic stuff was invisible, but whatever. With a blammo, they are severed. Charles is unchanged, and there is a little more dramatic language from Lalandra on page eight. I don't know why the dramatic language in this one like, really, really stood out to me. I want to get an example of dramatic language. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come, come back, back to, to that. that. Yeah. Okay, suddenly, but by the way, because you, because you stopped, hats off for name-checking Blamo. <laughs> that I was very delighted. I was delighted by that onomatopoeia myself. <laughs> All right. Suddenly, Kitty comes in to say that the X-Men are on TV. The Avengers and the Fantastic Four are also name-checked, but it seems only the X-Men are mutants. Come back to that one later as well. Yeah. Uh, It's our old friend Senator Kelly, and he does not think that the X-Men are heroes. Turns out that Kelly is a libertarian, which means that he thinks that he himself should be allowed (laughs) to do whatever he wants. Did, did, does he call himself a libertarian? He does. Somebody calls him a, a libertarian. Okay, cool. So, so I, I got to remember. I got to remember what yeah. my, my my rant about libertarians were was yesterday. But uh, carry on. Uh, Moira feels that the X Men are in danger from some quote computer files disclosing the identities of the X Men, and Kitty, thinking like a good little hacker, wants to introduce a virus into the central federal data bank. Something she thinks the Starjammers have the technological capability of doing. Mm. Meanwhile. Polaris and Havoc are just getting into some weird role-playing where he dresses up like a chef when Cyclops and Corsair show up and tell Havoc that Corsair is his father. Role-playing? That's an interesting construction to he's put on that. He's wearing, like, a chef's thing and a hat, and he's cooking, then, like, then they're, like, tasting right, the he's food, cooking. then they're, like, making out, and then Corsair. Who knew? Who knows where that would have gone if... I mean, I know. All right, we're going to come... Oh, you do? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I suspect. Okay, well, we're going to come back to that as well. Put a pin in that. Uh, back on the East Coast, Storm Wolverine and Carol Danvers dress up and crash the Pentagon. Dress up? You, you, you didn't want to say role-playing? No, well, this <laughs> is, seemed a little less sexy than the other one. <laughs> okay. Side note, the internet tells me that Wolverine's reference to fruit salad on page 12 is the ribbon rack that folks in the military wear on the left side of their chest. Uh-huh. So now you know. Now I know. In the hall, Danvers has an unwelcome reunion with Rogue, who we met in the movie, but I think we are seeing for the first time here. Yes. 
Turns out that a few months ago, Rogue tried to steal Danvers' powers for a little while, but ended up stealing them forever. Wolverine gets involved, but gets a big wet kiss on the mouth from Rogue, so that also takes his powers. Now, How do you know it was a wet kiss? Now he too is comatose. Did you see the picture? I don't know. Am I the only one reading? Maybe she kisses dry. Now he too is comatose. <laughs> okay. In the scuffle, the military figured out that the people are X-Men and call them muties. Obviously, that's racist. Right. We learn that Mystique is also here. This issue is shaping up to have a cast of thousands. Nightcrawler shows up and wants to know where Mystique is, and Rogue delivers my favorite line, telling him not to worry about the questions because, quote, they're academic to a corpse. <laughs> yeah. That line is ridiculous, but somehow goes along with the overall language of the issue. Mystique turns into a very Caucasian Nick Fury and goes to find Danvers. <laughs> Briefly. A very... Um... Nick Fury was 100% Caucasian yeah, well, until Samuel Jackson. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and more on that later as yeah. well. Rogue absorbs Storm's powers but can't control them. Danvers gets shot by Caucasian Fury. <laughs> then Mystique turns into Storm, but Danvers, Nick isn't, to his mother, but... <laughs> Danvers isn't fooled. Storm sweeps Rogue away in a tornado, but doesn't think they'll be able to complete the mission, which it won't hurt to remind you is to hack into the computers to destroy the files on the X-Men. Danvers gets to the computer room, however, and is feeling bad that she's not had that she did not have the chutzpah to kill Mystique. Danvers wipes the X-Men's files and also her own, deciding that she wants to move forward and not live in the past. And it's a good thing because the next issue is about dun 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 Dracula. Dracula. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so so there we go. So we've got a few things that we want to come back to. Uh role playing Caucasian Fury. What's that? I said I hope you were writing those things down. Uh, I don't need to because my brain is incredible. Okay. Also, 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 nobody's going to notice <laughs> if I didn't write. We could really down. talk about like our grocery list for the next forty-five minutes. We and could. We, we wouldn't could, get yeah. any angry. We wouldn't get mail. any. Yeah. So you, you you were about to say uh, when you woke up this morning. When I woke up this morning. I couldn't even remember what this issue was about, even though wow. I read it last night. And I, I think about to say like, like when you woke up this morning, like uh, I was in bed next to you, and you thought like how great it is to to wake up every morning next to the person that you love so dearly in this world. That is also true, but that was more of like a thought <laughs> background. In the background of my brain. No. In the foreground, it was like I know I read the issue. I even wrote a thing about it, but what happened? Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. I'm gonna need to read my own summary. All right. All right. Okay. So, um, when did you re like you read the issue last night? Yep. Uh, so this is uh, some some kind of. It's been a weird week. It's been a, it's been a really crappy week. Yeah. Let's not get into detail about why because um, because no one is listening. Well, yeah, but we also also it, also it's a bummer. Um, yeah. Kids are in school. And I don't want I don't want to talk too much about that because uh, we're trying to keep keep their lives well it, it, details of their lives out of this out of this yeah. thing. You know, they're, they're back in school. It was a shitty week. Yeah, it was a weird week, and so yeah. I just read it yesterday and wrote it up, and uh, that was actually kind of fun. Cool, cool. And I, I've been looking forward to this because this has been a, a terrible week. Um, nobody listens to this other than me. I listen to it and it's a joy and I, I love recording it uh, and having fantastic evidence about um, uh, the lovely conversations that you and I have. This is like not going to be a great example of it. Like, like I'm tired, I'm depressed. Yeah. and uh, It's also fun because like yeah. now that the kids are at home, you know, we are all four of us together right. pretty much all the time. Brian oh, yeah. and I take a walk every morning, yeah. uh, you know, and that's nice. But uh, it's also nice to be able to lock ourselves in the uh, Cludio for <laughs> yeah. 
45 minutes of uh, uninterrupted silly conversation. Yes. So silly conversation, several things to touch on. Um, uh, Polaris and uh, Alex Summers weird that you'd say role play <laughs> I'm telling you they were like he but, was but no they're 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 making dinner i know but why is he wearing a chef's hat do you wear a chef's hat when you make dinner is he a chef no but like i whatever maybe he just maybe he's he's just he's just got that kind of a sense of fun and he's putting on his chef's hat like i wear lederhosen from you know for like halloween or something like that um, which is maybe not something that speaks to what, what Alex is doing. But it's not like, let, let me put it to you this way. It's not like it's Saturday early afternoon and one of them turns to the other and says, hey, you, you think of what I'm thinking? And boy, am I. And they're like, okay, let's, you, you put the water on to boil. <laughs> I'll get on the chef's hat. I wasn't. I wasn't. Judging. And we'll let nature. T- I'm not saying you were judging. Or you know me. I was more just going for a laugh line. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just trying to say something funny. You know, you're making me feel bad about it. No, you don't need to feel bad about it. It's like he's wearing um, the chef's hat. He's wearing an apron that says chef, and then he's cooking, and then they sort of start making out, and the doorbell. Yeah, rings, they make with the smoochies, Mitch. And then, and then yeah, whatever. He's like, like, like oh, uh, just one uh, things are starting to get interesting. So, if, yes, if we I didn't, mean, if we didn't have children and we hung out in the kitchen, we, we, I guarantee you, uh, like, 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 especially on a weekend. Like Saturday, we would start cooking at about like four. I'm not saying it would be like because I don't want to make it weird. A person <laughs> like, like like you and I are married and and whatever, but um yeah, like like they, they would be affectionate is what I'm saying. Yes, I'm not and, judging them for being yeah. affectionate. Was, I just thought his chef's hat was silly and wanted to make. Oh, a the joke chef's about hat is a hundred is totes and, you know, silly. If I'm gonna make a joke, it's gonna be sort of something like that because that's shaming where people my mind for having sexual urges. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, uh, I, was, I was trying to, I was about to like try to shoehorn some Mike Pence reference uh, in here, but uh, much like Tommy Lahren, fuck that guy. Uh, Mike Pence, does he have kids? He can't possibly. I think he probably does. Oh, he's got to be a dreadful lay, that guy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not wrong, am I? <laughs> I mean, or, you know, maybe he's like really super secretly. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. He hates sex. I guarantee you he does. But maybe he really is turned on by married sex. Uh, I don't know, man. Anyway, um, I've thought more than I'd care to about Barack Obama in my closet uh, and Mike Pence. You know, whatever. He's got uh, three. He's got three children. You took the time to look that up. I did. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Uh, Caucasian Nick Fury. Nick Fury was white. Uh, I mean, for no good reason. That's neither here nor there. I mean, yes, I, th- I think probably in the popular imagination, uh, he, he's black yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, Nick Fury um, is Samuel L. Jackson and nobody else. I, I agree <laughs> with you. And and it's funny. I I, I, sh- I shouldn't tease you about like, like the Caucasian Nick Fury, but, but because you're right. When I saw that, it was it was kind of jarring. Yeah. Like, Whoa, wait, that's not Nick yeah. Fury. Yeah, and now when I see Samuel so L. Jackson and other things, it's like, hey... It's Nick Fury playing the uh, the computer guy in the Jurassic computer Park. Guy in Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. Right. Except for maybe Pulp Fiction, I guess that would be. You know, that, that, That's the that other acceptable role, yeah. Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the role sort of he, he embodies that role, but that wasn't a series. Right. Right. So it is. It is strange. Now, if you really want to get freaked out, there was I can't remember if it was a TV show or a movie in like call it the the late eighties. Where Nick Fury was played by, have you do you already know this? No. What other actor has portrayed Nick Fury? I have no idea. Okay, um, 
Give me two guesses and just think 80s. The 80s. And kitsch. Okay. Late 80s. Could have been early 90s. I'm not going to look it up. but um. Okay. Nick Fury was played by... And I'll give you, like, like, it's not Jean-Claude Van Damme, but if that's your guess, you're not that far off. Okay, he was played by David Hasselhoff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and by the way, like, I'm so in love with you right now. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Brian was that was that happened just like yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no secret communication. Between you can't us possibly. Just there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we couldn't possibly have set that up. I, I'm very impressed that on uh, a, a, you know clues that were you know I think fear but not exactly giving it away. Um, yeah, that, that that you got oh, that. That's so funny. So um, wait, what was the show? I, I don't. Re- I, I got to look it up. I'm not going to look it up uh, on the thing, but I'll, I'll look it up. It was later. a live action, or it was like a cartoon. Live action. Just his live voice. action. So yeah, David Hasselhoff with the eye patch. Maybe all right, I am going to look it up now. <laughs> Uh, which means that you need to you need to talk. For so a when moment, David Hasselhoff appeared up. in the uh, the trailer to what was it? Hey, uh, hey, Paul, can you give us some Wikipedia looking up music? Uh, sure, Dave. <laughs> okay, David Hasselhoff. I found the wiki entry for. Oh my god! Can't you just put in David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury? Uh, fair enough. Why don't I do that? Okay, Hasselhoff. So when he, I think it was the. Nick. Was it Guardians of the Galaxy 2? He appeared he, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, in yes. The, but only in the, um, like, end credits, right? Yeah, Not okay, so... What? 1998? Holy cow. Um, is this a TV... American television superhero film. Holy cow, 1998 oh, that nice. came out. Um, I'm going to show you this picture. David Hasselhoff no, that's rugged and eye-patched, but also like a dork. Yeah, he, he's looking like David Hasselhoff. Okay. I'm sure David Hasselhoff is a really nice person and probably doesn't uh, doesn't deserve all he, the well, okay, weird so sort of uh, two things. Two things. Um, but I, I, I think people who have worked with him have said that, yeah, he, he's a pretty nice guy. Yeah. Um, I, may be, I may be off-base about that, but I want to say that, uh, that he's got a decent reputation. Um, also had a bit of a drinking problem. Do, do you remember that, 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 clip where like his daughter filmed him? He was like, he was hammered. Yes. I do. Oh, you I remember? Do remember? Oh, that. it was, yeah. it was pathetic. And, and I don't know what, I mean, I, I hope that he's kind of made some better choices yeah. since then. I, mean, but, I feel like he was pretty mocked prior to, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. He's been mocked all along. Yeah. Because but like, why him? I guess. I don't... That's a good question. Yeah. Um, he kind of doesn't deserve it, yeah, I mean, in a way. He's no worse um, an actor than lots of other actors. He had no, you know, no sort well, of... Well, let me push my... Worse? <laughs> worse? He, he's, he's not he's, a worse actor than Jean-Claude Van Damme. I wouldn't call Van Damme an actor. Right. I mean... <laughs> um, so, there are other people that he's yeah. not a worse actor than. Yeah. Um... But okay, I I don't I'll I'll pretend I didn't say that. Uh, I don't think that he he deserves. My best guess is he is an easy target because he is easily recognizable, and it's not like he's got a broad swath of roles of which one is the dude on Baywatch because you know, Baywatch is an incredibly mockable series, yeah. and he and he also has like the singing career. And that weird myth that he's popular in Germany, <laughs> um, which I mean, 
for the record, you already know this, but when I moved to Germany in 2004, among the first things that I did was it, hey, David Hasselhoff, <laughs> is that really a thing? People really love him here. And people were really confused by that. <laughs> so Germans don't love David Hasselhoff. They know who he is. They've seen Baywatch. They also really love Dallas. So right. probably Germans love Larry Hagman, at least as much as they love David Hasselhoff. Larry Hagman, he's got to be dead, right? Might be another another guy with some pretty uh, pretty intense alcohol issues. issues. He was like, he was just raging drunk on uh, on most of the episodes. He had of that Dallas. look yeah. of sorry. Yeah, had that look of what of of like like, like of Ted Kennedy the rosacea. And yeah, of... <laughs> yes. Really, Hackman did. I don't know. Yeah, he I, did. I I, I watched Dal. Oh, spot the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. I, I was looking at the time because I don't know. It's like about twenty minutes. Um, I watched uh, Dallas shortly after the Who Shot Jr. thing was, was really in vogue, but I, I couldn't make heads or tails of it because I was like eight years old. I never watched Dallas, and I never watched. I mean, I guess maybe I, when I was a kid, I had a, a some friends that were really in, into Dynasty in a really weird yeah. way for people that are like approximately the age of you know third graders. Yeah, yeah. There were a bunch of. Uh, Especially the bunch of. I, 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 I'm not going anywhere with this. Yeah. Um, there were some nighttime soap operas yeah. in the '80s. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's I not much watched, of a point. I never watched either yeah. one of them, but I did have some friends that were really, really into Dynasty, huh. so I at least kind of knew weird. the names of the characters. Yeah, Dallas was a weird one uh, during its heyday, like the late '70s, early '80s. Um, something that I was aware of. It was this this cultural institution. And also knew that it was something that adults were into. Mm -hmm. It was on like late at night, mm -hmm. late at night being like nine p.m. Right. or ten p.m. Yeah, which is late like for a third grader to be up watching TV. Well, no, I, I, I'm in yeah. like first grade, yeah. second grade at this point. But it was a, a kind of a weird thing. Like, um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't quite get what they were, what they were into. Mm -hmm. I, I knew that it took place in Dallas because it's right there in the name, right. and they were all they all lived on a ranch. They were all really rich, and they all hated each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond that, I couldn't, I couldn't quite figure <laughs> out what. And and somebody <laughs> shot Jr. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, yeah. I, by the way, I know who shot Jr. I, I, oh gosh, it was um, damn, blanket on her name. Anyway, mm. uh, David, ha back to David Hasselhoff, <laughs> maybe. Uh, I watched Knight Rider as a kid, and I oh. thought that show was awesome. Yeah, I thought I, thought I really Knight loved was that. Cool as a kid. Yeah. Although I, I saw an episode once in college, it was, it was like Saturday, some Saturday afternoon, we're like flipping channels, and Night Rider comes on. I was like, "Oh shit, it's Night Rider! Let's watch this!" And like, "Holy <laughs> cow!" I mean, I, we weren't expecting it to be good because right, even right. when I was like nine or ten, and you're like, "This is cheesy, but it's fun." Yeah. But watching this, like, "Holy smokes!" <laughs> <laughs> this is it's like really, really not the, good. It, like we all could have written for TV <laughs> back if only we knew. Like. <sighs> It need not be scientifically accurate in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I don't remember any but thing about Knight Rider. I mean, I remember liking it as a kid. It was a talking car. Yeah, no, I remember that. <laughs> kid. Yeah, and the car solves crimes. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> okay. Anyway, so coming back, further back. Okay, Caucasian Nick Caucasian Fury. Caucasian Nick Fury. Yeah. Uh, um, we don't like him because Nick Fury is black. And... Well, wait a minute. That's that doesn't that doesn't <laughs> feel like, like racial progress. <laughs> Say we don't like somebody because of the color of their skin. Yeah. I, th I think that's 
I mean, you, you got to admit. Whatever. <laughs> that's not... No, the, opti- the optics on that are bad. White Nick Fury confused me. Okay. So tell me again why you hate white people. <laughs> tell me more about your maybe, about your progressive guilt. Maybe now we'll get some. That is causing you to try to... Some fan mail. Virtue signal. <laughs> fan mail? <laughs> or some hate mail. Not the word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we should. We should definitely try to get some hate mail. Some hate mail. Yeah. Why, why if you want to send some hate mail, send that to Cerebro <laughs> at xmenfiles.com. That's Cerebro... C E R E Bro <laughs> at xmenfiles.com. Uh yeah, we, we definitely have a, a a very hip urban kind of uh, kind of a name. <laughs> that that's 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 slang. That's that's um that's jive. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of okay. uh all right, White Nick Fury. White Nick Fury White Nick Fury, um so role, role play. Role play. So okay, so the the, 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 the the big question. The big question. The big question is why are the X Men mutants but the Fantastic Four and uh the Avengers are not as hated by Senator Kelly? Okay. The that's a good question and I thought that I had an answer immediately. I thought that your question was going to be I mean, I can ask what are they if question. they are not mutants? Right. And is it well? Um, oh, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, they could be people in like magical suits, like Tony Stark. Yeah. He's not, you know. But like, I don't know. I feel like the Fantasm. They're like someone in the Fantastic Four that's like Elastic Girl from <laughs> uh, Mister Fantastic. Yeah, a name that he gave himself. <laughs> uh, Reed Richards, Mister yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, he he can stretch. I thought it was the. What does the lady do then? Uh, the invisible woman, to use yeah. her, her more modern name, uh, she can turn invisible. She also has invisible force fields. Okay, so like, are those not mutant powers? No, they're not mutant. Okay, so that is the question. They got their powers uh, by being uh, bombarded by cosmic rays. Okay. The so the Fantastic Four boarded a spacecraft. But they didn't have appropriate shielding for cosmic rays, which are just basically Dang, scientific right. scientific magic. Right. Science MacGuffin. Yeah. E- exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, and maybe at some point we'll have a further conversation about, about the three, you know, the difference between science fiction, fantasy, and superhero. Mm. Uh, superhero mm. is like in the middle of the Venn diagram mm. between science fiction and fantasy. Okay. Um, so... They they were they, they absorbed cosmic rays, which altered their bodily structure. Okay, mutants are like Lady Gaga, born, born that, way. that way. Yeah. Okay, and the Avengers, they also mixture. They're a mixture of mutants and. Uh, yeah. So some people are. Yeah. So 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 some people get powers like Spider Man got his powers, right? right? And, you know, you get bitten by a radioactive whatever, and and there you go. Uh, Captain America had like the uh, the amazing serum. Um, are there any any non super powered people uh, in the Marvel universe? None off the top of my head. Where non super powered people? Yeah, like Batman does not have any superpowers. Tony, I mean Tony Stark doesn't have any. Fair enough. Yeah, Tony's right? yeah, that's and a, also, that's a exa- um, perfect example. Yeah. What's his name? I mean, uh, Scarlett Johansson doesn't have any superpowers. Correct. Right? Yes. She's okay. And a, you're and you're Johnny on the spot with that Hawkeye stuff. Hawkeye doesn't okay. have any superpowers. Yeah. So. Okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> you you outnerded me. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, but the, so so the way that people get their superpowers varies. Mutants are born with superpowers. Okay. Um, and what the X Men establishes is that the mutants represent, and this is maybe the explanation here. Mutants uh, 
represent the next step in evolution. Okay. So this is like the transition from uh, Cro-Magnon to Neanderthal to Homo sapiens. Right. And that's why Senator Kelly feels threatened by them, because it's right. not just... Also because he's a dick. Not, not just like a mistake in a science lab, but actually... Right. A human, yeah. Right. But but um, there are instances where non-mutant superpowered people do run afoul of the government. Right. Um, so in film, of course, there was the Civil War, uh, Captain America Civil War. That is something which also takes place in the comics, although to a much, much lesser degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and part of it is that the, the mutants, um, not all of them are involved in the heroing business. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, quite a few of them are not. Involved We've in the, not... the bad guying business. No, no. But, no, some of them are just minding their own business. Their own business. Um, we've not run into very many of them, but that's another element of mutants within the Marvel comic universe, mm-hmm. that they are people who are mistrusted and hated uh, by many simply by existing. Right. So, gosh, there was one of, it was like, um, there's a four issue thing of the Beast and Dazzler. I think this is what I'm thinking of, uh, Beauty and the Beast, where there's a mutant whose power is like weirdly banal and specific. Like, I can change the color of leaves. <laughs> I think it's like, it, it, was, it was weird. <laughs> and but, but there are some who, who have those kind of trivial powers because they're mutants. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just like, hey, man, I just want to go yeah, about my day. I just want to live my regular life, yeah. Right. And, and so that the the level of emphasis on that will vary from from, from point to point kind mm-hmm. of within the series itself. We've not seen loads of that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. There's a little bit whenever we get to uh, Senator Kelly. There is a graphic novel that we're going to read probably in a few weeks that really emphasizes that. What's that, that called? Uh, it's called God Loves, Man Kills. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, I think, a pretty, pretty popular, uh, pretty popular story. So it, it's contained in. Uh, I don't want to explain what a graphic novel is, but um, but it, is it, it a Marvel it, thing? Or oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a Marvel thing. Um, it, it it is a self-contained story that it, that it is outside of like the issue sequence. Right. Okay. okay. So so that's 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 fair enough. Um, we'll read through that, but that is all about the uh, dynamic between mutants and Homo sapiens. Hmm. But wasn't Wolverine a regular person until he was Adam Antian'd? Wolverine is a mutant. He also has uh, an adamantium skeleton that was. Um, what um inserted yeah i was about to say wait that he was given he wasn't given he was forced to to take this thing um the reason why he was able to have the adamantium plated onto his skeleton is because his mutant ability among his mutant abilities is the ability to heal quickly Uh, right 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 right. yeah so he was born with that ability and also he's got um yeah like he's got dog smelling like he can smell (laughs) like a dog um yeah he's got this like wild animal ability to smell yeah sorry (laughs) the word my fatigue is uh fatigue is shedding in here yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. all right well that makes sense okay because i was you know they mentioned when they were talking about the senator they were like oh the superheroes da 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 you know uh also 
the Avengers and the Fantastic Four, but the ones I really fucking hate are the X-Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm trying to remember like what, what thought I had about... Did, did I not say something about libertarians recently? Um... We always talk a little bit about libertarians. From, yeah, and why they're why they're assholes. Um, but I had some thought in my head. Um, but if you're listening to this and you're a libertarian, just <laughs> you're an asshole. Um, and I can't remember what what I had some really pithy remark about about libertarians, but they all suck. <laughs> Bottom line, or something um, about like how libertarians are really just Republicans. Oh, gosh, where did I read that? It was an article in something, but I yeah. also saw the headline, maybe in the Atlantic. Is that something that we both see, or... All right, this is podcast dynamite. The Washington, <laughs> like, the Washington listen to two, Post. And he, listen to two he, middle-aged suburban progressive douches <laughs> try to remember <laughs> their, their, their arguments against libertarians. What do you, what do you say? Libertarians are assholes, and we'll leave it at that. And and by the way, because like the libertarians come back, oh, I guess you don't like freedom or something. No, I fucking love freedom. <laughs> I don't like your your insistence that nobody needs to be to hold any responsibility about anything. And and you can only be a libertarian if you are like in a position of incredible privilege. Yes. No person who you know, lost their job and doesn't know how they're going to feed their families like. If only there weren't this government oversight. I've got some. I've got some slaughtered chicken to sell you off the back of my uh, right, unrefrigerated right, right. truck. Yeah, yeah killed so, it myself in my backyard. Right. If you're a libertarian, go fuck yourself. Okay, okay. <laughs> easy there, right. killer. We really are going to start getting hate mail. Again, if you uh, if you like libertarianism as an ethos, uh, state your case, cerebro at xmenfiles.com. <laughs> And explain to us why exactly you feel that uh, society society c- could work if only everyone thought and acted exactly the way that you do. <laughs> All right. So uh, speaking of, speaking of douches, so Senator Kelly, Senator Kelly, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. I want to talk about. I want to talk about Rogue. I mean, you can throw anything out there. Um, so I read yesterday. Um, Yesterday, maybe like this, I don't know, yesterday I struggled to find enough minutes, to put together enough minutes to read a comic book issue yeah. yesterday and struggled. Um, but la- it was last night, right before I went to bed, I finally got, got a chance to read it. So they reference Avengers Annual Number 10. In this one? Yes. All right. So that is the one where Carol Danvers lost her powers. Okay. Uh, I read that uh, last night, eventually. Mm-hmm. Very powerful, mm-hmm. and I would recommend reading it. I had known about this for ages. What's crazy is they don't actually show it. I'm taking notes. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, they don't actually show it. it. It is still something which is talked about, and you don't see it actually happen. Uh, I don't know if... It, but, but Chris Claremont wrote that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avengers Annual number 10. Um, and they... The end of it where she's talking to the Avengers. She also references some other stuff that happened within the Avengers comic. Uh, but it is all about somebody recovering from from sexual violence. It's metaphorically that. But it's like absolutely about that. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I'll and in the way that Rogue... So, so she kisses Wolverine. Mm-hmm. 
to take his power. It's like, you know, I could just touch you, but I'm going to do this instead. Right, right. She does that in the Avengers Annual as well. Right. Um, it is an interesting thing that you can do in comics, but like, it's sexual violence. Yeah, no, yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's <laughs> a sexual sort of assault. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is an assault. Um, and this is something that you just don't see very much. Yeah. Kind of ever. I mean. Oh, apart from Star Trek, remember when we were talking about that? There's, there's like the guy who was like the the Klingon captive, captive of a of a Klingon, yeah. a, a Star Trek discoverer. Yeah, yeah. That was another one where, when you have a it, it, that that was one where, where the male character is kind of talking about the fact that he has been right. Yeah, that was a week. Then it gets really plot. It, it, it gets weird, yeah. but but like like in the moment where you don't quite know what's up with that character. Um, I don't have a point here <laughs> other than to say that um, just to emphasize the point that this is something that is easier to portray in, mm-hmm. in, in science fiction right. than, than in a conventional right. story. Right. Because, and, yes. Yeah. I can see that. Yep. Yeah, I can see That's that. That's my point. That's a terrible point. That's a fine point. <laughs> other, than, other than just like, like, like mentioning it. Um, uh, the other thing that I'll say about Rogue that, that I find interesting, you kind of alluded to this. Early on, she's a lot different than she is portrayed in the film. In the film, right. And this is a point that is Rogue uh, depends on kind of who's talking about her and when. Right. In the uh, film, she's just, for our listeners that yeah. haven't seen the film, in the film... <laughs> it, it's adorable that you think that somebody out there... <laughs> Is going to check out this movie called The X Men based on the strength of our recommendation. In the film, she's like a kid yeah. who yeah. sort of learns of this power and is terrified by it, and, right. and meets Wolverine, and and you know goes yeah. to the school, and is at least in the only film that I've seen is is a kind of a, a good guy character. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And um, so Grant, like Grant Morrison. I'm getting the name wrong. Anyway, he was a writer on the X-Men who started in, like, the year 2000. And um, he writes this, like, memo that comes into one of the trade paperbacks. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about the characters. And uh, he, he references the fact that the characterization of Rogue is much more plausible. Because it is unlikely to believe that someone who... Wait, who, the characterization where? In uh, the film? Or? In the film. Okay. In the film. Exactly. It is much more likely because any, any character with that ability would not be the the sort of sexually uh, aggressive person that Rogue was portrayed as. And I, I read that time. Yeah, that actually tracks. But reading this and also the Avengers annual, like, actually, I don't know. Right, right. This is someone right. who... It's a lot of power to be able to do that. Well, yeah, it, th- yeah this is someone who is... I mean, it, I mean, it's manifestly evil the way that it's played out right, because right. sexual violence is bad. Just like our it's, listeners might not, yeah, yeah <laughs> might not be familiar with the X Men. In case you don't know, sexual violence, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's evil. Bad. Yeah, bad okay. Bad news. But that, that so it, as a villain, uh, she's able to assert herself in this way that it, it, it subverts the. the Subverts what this male power dynamic right, right. Uh, in a way that is probably upsetting right. <laughs> to, to 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 the victims. Right. Yeah. So like mm, I don't know, man. I could kind of see her. Yeah, being like playing that. out yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. The character of Carol Danvers. Yes. And like, how does that? Does what happens in the Marvel Cinematic Universe ever? Is any of that in the comics? I'm the wrong person in to In terms ask. of that character. 
the name Captain Marvel is used for several different people. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel started off as a dude. Hmm. <laughs> he was Marvel, and he had a costume that, like, he was a a he was he, he was a Cree. Yeah. Uh, a, a Cree warrior, and he had this like green and white costume, and then he had a costume that looked very similar to the one from the film. Uh, then Captain Marvel was a woman, different costume. Captain Marvel was Carol Danvers. At one point, Captain Marvel was Monica Rambeau, who is uh, Danvers' friend in Louisiana in the film. Right. Okay. Like, her, it, but but. Her powers are completely different. different. Right. It seems really different. <laughs> so, from, I mean, so I've the only character seen... of Captain Marvel is all over the map. Right. Interesting. Huh. And, and I'm not super familiar with the history. Um, it, it was one of those that at nine or ten years old, I, I thought kind of cynically, well, Marvel Comics. So, yeah, they got to have a Captain Marvel. <laughs> and they're just going to. It's a little obvious. Well, yeah. Obvious. They're just going to milk that premise. And if they've got anybody like, hey, what should we call? Got, call, call, them, ca- call them the Captain Marvel. Yeah. Anybody. Anybody, yeah. Yeah. yeah Sergeant like, you're Captain Marvel, Marvel and yeah. you're Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I haven't, I mean, nothing about the character connects with the characters yeah. and the character in the MCU, but it, right. that doesn't necessarily, you know. The, the 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 timeline of comics is long, and I know that characters uh, keep repeating. In fact, I saw randomly Google has started giving me like uh, Marvel related like little weird news articles on my front Google page okay. yeah, search. Yeah, yeah. So there was this whole article from Screen Rant, which I don't know what that is. It's a thing. Yeah, uh, so. About how uh, this like lengthy detailed thing about how the the Summers family was uh, was. Um, the forebears of the Summers family were, were pharaohs. And there was, like, some okay. evil guy that had been, like, monitoring the family, and then he... Apocalypse? I don't remember. Okay, yeah. And then when, when Scott was orphaned, he took him in, or he opened a school or something, because right. of his, like, weird cosmic powers anyway. It was a lot of... It's a lot of fucking history. <laughs> it's just like someone has read a lot, a lot of comics. Yeah. 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 Hats off to the people who do that. Um, as we've just established, my knowledge is not super deep relative to other comics nerds. Like, I might know more than the average person on the street about yeah. comics, but like not loads more. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, the title. Yes. I liked it. Me too. I thought it was like, I thought there was some, you know, there were some, some, some themes about uh, kind of growing up and, and moving forward for yep. Carol and Kitty a little bit, even though that, that, you know, I don't know if that plot line will come back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know the plot line of her romance with uh, Colossus continues, but right. you know, sort of her kind of complicated feelings about being happy and then also being sad because it's worrisome to love someone and, and mm-hmm. always have to worry that something bad is going to happen to them. Um and then also Scott's family again, kind of a teaser where he brings dad home to yeah. meet the brother. You know, that was really abrupt. And, that yeah, scene, it was weird. I, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna. They kind of have to throw that in there to to, to <laughs> nudge it forward, but that yeah. was super abrupt. I don't know if they're gonna pick that plot line up again in the next one. Are they gonna appear with Dracula? Or was that just sort of one off? Uh, next week is Dracula. Yeah. I can I can assure you, and then we're gonna have to do the annual mm-hmm. that we uh, uh, that yeah, we missed time earlier. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I thought sometimes I don't feel like they have sort of an overarching theme. I'm always 
sort of looking for one if I'm not too tired when I'm doing the but recap. But like the issue? Yeah. The issues, I They think usually don't. I don't exactly. necessarily think. But yeah. I think that some of them do. And this one I think sort of did. You know, yeah, several enough. characters yeah. Yeah. kind of yeah. talking about growth and maturity yeah. and all that sort of thing. Yeah. The, the book itself, like the title will have uh, thematic elements that will appear over and over again mm-hmm. in, in various issues. And for the X-Men, it is... Uh, about being an outcast. Mm-hmm. It is about being ostracized from society. Yep. And, and that's the one. And um, kind of t- that broadly, but also more specifically about uh, about some of the specific, you know, segregation mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. <laughs> and other things, yep. I mean, you, know, you know, tangibly. And, and, and okay, and um, like being LGBTQ and, and other things like that. Uh I thought I had something additional. I'm I'm tired, man. Yeah. What is going on? All right. Anyway, I said a stupid thing. Which one? Oh, not a stupid thing. Just a banal oh, thing. Which one? I, I, I said I said something. <laughs> yes, yes. Which one? <laughs> I, I I said something not terribly profound because I thought that I was building up to something, something but apparently I was not. Apparently, my brain <laughs> can only just squeak by the bare the bare yep. minimum. Uh, yeah. I don't think I have loads more. I like this issue. Good. Yeah, Good. I always like the ones that are like a little political. Okay. You know, when when we're dealing with our friend Sen- Senator is a really hard word for me to say. Senator? Mhm. Huh. You I know what I feel I, like I sort of mumble through it. I, w- I want to hear you say it Senator, a few times. Senator? Senator Kelly? Senator. Senator Kelly. Senator. 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 Senator Kelly. I always like the ones that are a little that are that involve him and sort of uh, the, the mutants okay. in politics or sort of uh, the, the global. Yeah. D- d- does that make it feel kind of like grounded? Not, I mean, you know, as grounded as a story can be that has the, these sort of super powered uh, people. Yeah. Okay. I think so. I, I like it when they're in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is. I don't dislike Which it is like the opposite of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking about that earlier. Um, I can't remember what made me think of this, but it's one of the reasons why, you know, the first Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite MCU movies mm-hmm. because like, they're in space. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. all in space. In Infinity War, they're in space so much of that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you I, said I, last time that you liked that last issue because they were in space. Yeah, I, I exactly. I, I can't get enough of that. Um, I think I actually like more. I mean, I don't dislike it when they're sure. in space, but yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. like I like when they interact with the world that I know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That, 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 that's that's a nice way of thinking of it. And um, for me, when they're doing it at that time, uh, everybody has on all the politicians have these like Reagan era suits on, <laughs> like like uh, not powder blue, but sort of like light yeah. blue, double breasted <laughs> suits and, and vests and stuff. Yeah, and, like weird bad hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 and like like you know these Ted Kennedy glasses and things like that. The second time that we've referenced Ted Kennedy, but um, <laughs> that I like um, because it is removed enough that it, it seems real, and yet also it is an, it is a fantastical enough space that. They can play in it without, like, it, it, I mean, good God, if there is an issue where they reference, you know, our current president. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would have been diff- really different to read it at yeah. that time because that would have. Well, know, they, they, they don't reference, they don't reference Reagan. I don't think they even mention his name. No, but he showed up in, a, in one of them, not just as a. You're right. A, you're yeah, right. And he had the, the jelly beans on, yeah, on, his on his desk. Yeah. That would kind of. It, 
I think what I'm saying is, uh, I don't mind that. If they did it today, I'd need to wait 20 years to read it. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. neat that it's, like, real and sort of in... But it's also definitely dated, so there's some distance yeah. from yeah. current politics to that. Yeah. So, so um, Winter Soldier, um, you must have enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love it because um, in terms of place... The comics are very much about New York City for most of the run. They're, they're right. very much about New York City uh, as as a uh, as an environment that we're all the right whatever. Uh, you really feel like they're in DC a bunch mm-hmm. in Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and that helps a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at something like Age of Ultron, which we saw like a couple of weeks ago, uh, we're in Sokovia. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're 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 fighting this battle in yeah we're in some like uh, random Eastern European city yeah like made it upistan <laughs> okay cool but like DC no they're 100 percent DC yeah. you know the the uh, the shield building obviously doesn't exist but the way that they placed it there looks like, very I could believe it yeah totally believe it yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was that was really cool yeah yeah I like the Winter Soldier. Yep, that's a goodie. Uh, closing thoughts. We need closing thoughts because we need to close with our thoughts. Uh, closing thoughts. I thought this was a good issue. I enjoyed reading it. I cannot yeah. wait to see Dracula. You, what are your thoughts about Dracula? Do you like vampires? I like vampires. I okay. like, you know. I like Vampire Weekend. I like Vampire Weekend. Yeah. I like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Me too. I haven't seen any of the Twilight stuff. Um, and unlikely that we're unlikely going to. Unlikely that we're going to. <laughs> Even though I do find yeah. I do find Robert, what's his name, kind of attractive. Not in, enough to uh, trouble yourself to learn his last name. Pat Patterson, Pattinson. I don't know. Patterson, um, was, I can't was, remember who the who the ladies are. On there. They're, they're like, isn't um, Anna Kendrick in that? I have no idea. She's easy in the eyes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I liked him in, uh, in Harry Potter. But no, I'm what? not going to be in watching. I'm not going to be watching. Wait, wait. He was um, Oliver Wood in Harry Potter. He was. Cedric. Um, Cedric, oh, Cedric Terry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember that name. I will not be watching uh, Twilight because Buffy is the only vampire uh, universe that I'm interested in. Uh, Laurel K. Hamilton. I've read one or two of those. Uh, that's not a bad vampire universe. Also, Blade. Have you seen Blade? I haven't. We need to watch Blade. No. I've got that um, on DVD, I think. I've seen Interview with a Vampire, which I liked at the time, but I would probably <sighs> think it was like super, super, super douchey now. I thought it was just okay. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it didn't make me want to hop out and, didn't and make you want to be a vampire. <laughs> be a vampire? It didn't make you want to be a vampire? No, it did not. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, it didn't even make me want to go to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, everybody, like like the outfits that they had... Like it gotta be so hot, goddamn hot. <laughs> it's really sweaty. Wearing, in there. Like just, they all have to. I know they're dead, but they just yeah. stink like hell. <laughs> you know, they're all sweaty in a swamp and everything, and all yeah. up in each other's face. And so, just, That's gross. so, no, no, it didn't sell me on New Orleans or vampirism. <laughs> and with that, and with that, <laughs> we're gonna be back next week to talk about vampires. Yep. Thank you for listening to the X Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Chucky Brown. That 
music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.